I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. I was just sitting listening to the lyrics of that there. It's been a long time since that song was sung at the stadium. Does they put anybody, it on can anybody the game remember now? Hey? Like, they put it on like before kickoff. When was the last time you heard a fan singer? You wouldn't sing sing about falling in love with Sunderland at the moment. Preston fans are singing it actually at the. Oh, they pinched it as well. Have they? Everyone, I think Hull sing it, Swansea sing yeah, it, they don't do. they? Pinched it. They pinched, pinched it. it. Yeah, pinched okay. it. We should. Uh, we invented it. Mm. Uh, we it yeah, then, welcome along to the show where I don't think I've ever looked forward to an international break as much as I'm looking forward to this one. So we don't have to come in here and speak about Sunderland again for a while. Myself and Gareth are back together. Get the band back together. Yeah, thanks very much to the uh, to the lads on Monday. Was it Monday last week? Last Monday, Monday yeah. yeah, for bailing us out because I had a bit of a personal crisis, um, but that was solved, so everything's fine. But it was supposed to be me presenting it, but uh, Frankie and, and Rory and Craig made the show happen, so thank you very much to them. And obviously thank you, Stephen, for doing Thursday on your own. 
Well, uh, yeah, I wasn't on my own. I did it with. I but you. People. I wasn't there. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's regular. That happens. We we cover each other. That's not a normal. I mean, that's not an unusual thing, is it? Um, it is we, unusual when it comes to Sunderland because nobody covers each other oh, from a defensive right. perspective. Well, there you go. Throwing the puns in. That wasn't really a pun, was it? It was a simile, kind, of. kind of simile, really, wasn't it? Mm. Like Sunderland's defending. Well, it was similar if you say I like something, yeah, but it's kind of punished. What a terrible, terrible punish. start of the show. <laughs> We're getting too deep into the English thing, aren't we, again? The English um, thing. Them words and that, that way you speak. Them words and that thing, like you have a degree and all that stuff, and it just says... We haven't even mentioned who's We'll in introduce our guest, yeah. Michael's in with us again. He doesn't really need introducing Michael a lot. Don't look at me like that. I didn't mean it in a bad <laughs> way, Michael. That's just because our listeners are now used to your, your tone, your tones every week. Um, but delighted to say that Lee Howie's back with us as well. Somebody else doesn't need an introduction as a former player. Um, good times, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> when the nineties? Well, I mean, you know, I've been sitting trying to think of things we can speak about apart from football. Anything interesting? Tell happened? you what, the, pre- the, the not peacock, about football, but about um, Sunderland. The peacock on uh, on Saturday. Thanks well, we had John Oster. Yeah, oh, for you John. had John Oster. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for doing that because I couldn't make it. If yeah, we just, yeah. if we just like show, if we yeah. show mutual respect and thanking <laughs> yeah, each other yeah. for covering. Thank you, Stephen. Picked us up from Park Lane, so thanks, thanks for picking us up. Who did? And gives us a lift. You did. Just oh, then. Just today. Oh, Who yeah, did? yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Stephen also picked me up from outside my front door, so thank you, thank you for that, Stephen. Have you got anybody like to thank me? Not really. No. no, I think you've done a lot of thanking. No. I think it's no. all done. I think. No. Um, but yeah, we saw it. We had a, uh, got some uh, thanks to um, John Oster, the, the gentleman on Twitter who um, uh, Alan Watson or John Watson. That's terrible. I can't remember. Um, there's two. I follow two Watsons, and he's one of them. Oh, but yes, nice clawback. He um sent me um a USB he ripped a load of Sunderland videos that he had and he sent us a USB with them on and one of them was of the ninety three ninety four season review and you scored a lovely goal in it where you came early in the season where he came inside from the right and did a little step over and curled it in at the top corner with your left foot. I've scored many of them, which one is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to be the Preston one, that's the only one I think I uh, was against Preston. Um, or was it was it was it that team in the horrendous shorts? Or play, was it at Birmingham? I don't know. I think maybe it was. Oh, yeah. that was my first. That was my first league goal. That then. Yeah, little left foot curler. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Yeah, they had these yeah. horrendous. They had like a was a green. It was a green top with like yellow pinstripes, and the shorts just, were yellow with green pinstripes. Yeah. Absolutely I, horrific. I just think if you want the personification of that era of football, I think that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, it was um, Lee's wonderful goals punctuated by the really optimistic and uplifting tones of Mick Buxton. Yeah, in, <laughs> intermittently. Yeah. 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 That was asleep. It was would have been under Butcher that goal that he scored. Butcher. Yeah, it would have yeah. been. Yeah. So um, yeah, but the. Uh, some in- interesting well, in- sign of the times as well. We changed kit halfway through the season. We went from Hummel to the um, Vec one with the uh, red, mm. um, the red diagonal, red, bit red on diagonal the bit on the shoulder. It's weird that in a change in kits halfway through the season. I wonder if it was commonplace then, or I wonder if the you know kit deal just ran out mid- midway through the season. That's weird. Like Hummel yeah. just pulled the plug probably because <laughs> of how rubbish we are. It'll be like next season. We'll we'll not get a make. Or a sponsor. It's be yeah. Mickey like Horn. Jackie White's market or something <laughs> yeah. next year on yeah. our shirts. Right. In but, League uh, One. Didn't that happen? Didn't the Vec go out of business or something? Or, the, or, or was it a local business? A 
It was um, Logan from Peter Lee, I yeah, think. I but, was, uh, yeah. If they have gone out of the business, I'm not surprised. Yeah, sure, say that. <laughs> <laughs> Alleg- they do, allegedly, the strips weren't that great. They did more, didn't they? They did Sheffield United. They did Sheffield United, yeah. Yeah. They must have been red Brentford. We only do one strip. <laughs> I had a nice. Um, like training top, uh, it was like a like a bit like you know the ones that Martin O'Neill wore with like, the collars and that. But um, yeah, it was one of them. And I had like weird hold, like holes with uh, kind of washers, like <laughs> that used to get like air holes and that. That was probably before there's breathable technology and all that. It's quite nice. I mean, that was. I remember the kid just being mortified that we had a Vec as our as our mega. From Hull, they were Vec. I mean, that it, is... it was really poor. It was just we were just the poor relations of the North East, weren't we? And we're heading back that way again. I tell you what, if you we know, brought, if we um, there's no place like home. Mind you, at the time they had an A6 kit, which mm. that was quite in though at the time. Was it? Yeah, wasn't it? I don't know. I think Avec actually, to be fair, did some quite. Nice, I quite like the kind of bluey green oh, away kit that we had. That. Did you? Oh, oh. No. Also, Hummel, we had an absolutely belting um, away kit um, that was like yellow and it had like black, black bits on yeah. the arms. It was the. It was the. It was like replica, a third kit. It was the replica of what Watford wore at home at the time. Was it? Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely lush that. We should get Hummel back as a sponsor. No offense if you're a... Who, who's our sponsor at the moment? Yeah, Nike Hummel, and then Hummel, because normally know, they just had... It's just that little company. Oh, they yeah. had the two arrows on the sleeve, didn't they? But then the main exception, exception for us, when we had Hummel all the way down your yeah. sleeves, and that was a lovely kit, that was. We had, yeah. That's how big time we are, we just demand these things. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were lush. They still do like a lot of the kits in Germany, and I know that San Pauli have a Hummel kit, because when I went out... Uh, there one a uh, couple of years ago and went to Hamburg and uh, some Pauli had the this like brown kit with like the Hummel and I was like oh it's <coughs> lush and I was thinking like why well, can't we should request it I bet you if when we went to Dusseldorf for sale Pauli fans were there and they, they smashed the town up did they really yeah. that's quite like a left wing liberal football club so I'm quite surprised mm. but maybe the Dusseldorf like is really right wing or something and that's why they did it who knows Gareth defending I'm not defending costs. I am defending <laughs> Antifa <laughs> So I'm it's all right when it's in the name of the left, isn't it? it? Is, smashing right. people smashing up and doing people things. Up, I, That's know. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Any Stephen's on the other side. You see, not hooligan. I need smashing up Dusseldorf. I tell you, he was out there. He was out there with a the firm. No. Um, I can't, yeah. What we should do is we should bring back the Hummel kits and do just like a, a re, just a reimagining of the the '92 Cup final white away kit. <laughs> And the and the one of the kits of that era because we're all lush the home kits and just say right and the short as well with like you don't get like the like say however horrendous those Birmingham shorts were with green with a pinstripe yellow on at least they were like original. I remember you used to get like the full when you had the full kits it was like all the stuff was designed for the team and I remember as well the socks um, which were red with the white tops as they should be and all like a lot of the. Youths think it should be the black socks. It wasn't. It was always the red with the white tops. They had like a little like embossed Sunderland badge on the socks, and they were mint. And I had like the full kit. It was class when I was eight. I remember walking up Whitley Bay because my dad lived in Whitley Bay, and so, some taxi driver stopped me. Had my full kit on, and he stopped and abused us in the street. <laughs> Funny eight. Call <laughs> 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 you a full kit worker. <laughs> no, he, did, he called us something to do with the fact that it was a Sunderland kit. Well, you know. Part of growing up, that isn't it? Well, it is. I tell you what, though, the Hummel going on the Hummel kit. I remember um, Gary Bennett used to wear the long sleeves, mm. and the, the weren't continuations of red and white stripes. They were white, the bottom half. So, is it almost if he's wearing a white jumper underneath a short sleeve top? And I was always like, 
Really? Yeah. And I, I could never get my head I around that. I don't remember that. that. Like, I thought yeah. they were all The bottom half was, I was a white sleeve. Oh, really? He was really the only person who wore a long sleeve one, I can remember, as a kid at that time. I mean, they might have updated it a couple of years later, but definitely, well, uh, that's go. definitely memory I have. Because if you just if you wore, it was quite common, wasn't it, to go to Roger Park and cold and wear a jumper underneath your Sunderland under top, yeah. top. So if you wore a white jumper, it used to just look like the long sleeve version that Gary Bennett used to wear. Well, I'm maybe do some googling to see if I can find it. See if you can find it. I don't know what you would. We should know. go back to Hummel though. If we went back to Hummel and did like a reimagining of some of those kits in that era, they'd absolutely fly off the shelves. I know people buy them regardless anyway, but you know, I mean, as well as having the worst team in our history, we've probably had like one of the worst kits in our history this season. That home kit's absolutely vile. Yeah, there's a know. nice correlation there. It's never it? grown on, like, that's just like, you know, when you th- there's a kit comes out, you think, oh, it'll grow on as that, it just never has. Horrible. It just screams championship at you, doesn't it? <laughs> it just screams League One, one <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we've yeah, managed yeah, to yeah. get, we've done 11 minutes, and oh, we haven't yeah. talked about the match. Well, we're talking, we'll sh- I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll just. He's into Sunderland, so we haven't talked about um, Sunderland or modern-day football yet. Sticking with modern-day football, I'll tell you what was a bit weird, that derby cancellation at the weekend, wasn't it? But mm. iffy that one, wasn't it? The derby versus Cardiff, and there was the um, derby we saying all week how we've got loads of injuries, they're out of form, and then they cancelled the game in the morning, and all the photos, there was no snow near the ground or anything. It was quite ironic, though, because Greg Halford put a tweet on kicking off about... Um, how the roads were clear when he took a photo saying like, oh, I'm really struggling to get through all these inches of snow. He then had to be pushed out as he was on his way home by a load of fans on the side of the motorway. Because he got stuck in the snow. Yeah, he got Did stuck he? in the snow, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, right. <laughs> it's never really worked for uh, Halford, <laughs> really. Never, <he's... laughs> would you have him in Sunderland's team? <laughs> we had him in Sunderland's team, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, would you have him in this one? He was sent off against Fulham and was like booed off. I remember that. Do you know what's depressing about this whole situation? Is that he's playing like central midfield well, or something in the, the team second in the league? The, like people don't have the appetite or motivation to like say anything or do anything, and if Sunderland for whatever you know by hook or by crook last season had survived in the Premier League and they were having a season where they were struggling <clears> against <throat> relegation again, and we weren't spending money, there would be protests and there would be kickoffs. If Sunderland were tenth, say, in the championship and hadn't spent any money, there would be protests and there would be kickoffs. I think right, when you're turning up every single week and just losing game after game after game, what's it turned into? Lee? Have, you, have you ever? Can you ever remember it being like this? No, but I think there's a there's a real realization. Uh, again, you just you just walk around the ground. You're in the ground. It's just as quiet as can be, and I think everybody's just waiting. For it. It's just the way we get beat. It's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not like well, we're getting beat. We're unlucky. We can see. It's just here we go again. One nil. It's all over. And I think everybody's just on the edge of the seat, ready to leave, because it's just we're coming. I've got my season ticket. Please win. Oh, here we go again. Off, off I go out. And then you you walk around the ground afterwards. And I, as you know, I work I work in the, the gym on Gomeryland, and the people are paying good money there, and they just which is so sad I think it's it's sad more than any more than angry when opposition centre forwards continuously get free headers in the box you played centre half at the top level Lee what, what's that down to laziness subconscious laziness yeah a lack of concentration a lack of concentration a lack of communication they've been a bit the ball watching <coughs> so the ball watching they're looking at the ball nobody shouted behind you or there's no look that comes from the goalkeeper comes from the full back <coughs> 
we haven't got a full well we've got two full backs and three centre halves I mean that that upset us as well on Saturday we're just playing virtually a flat five and when at home I wanted to get want to get at them but but again I think it's just down to communication and and, and the two lads really I think it was and our, and our manager yeah. and our assistant manager were international centre halves mm. so it can't be anything that they're not doing properly no they'll go through it they'll, they'll plan the session they'll go through they'll go through Defence against attack, but that's exciting. It is something. Don't know whether it be nil nil or it's a little bit like ten ten. So someone once proposed on Twitter: Ashley Fletcher versus Jason Steele. Is there a lot of goals, or like is it just because yeah. he can't hit the target, or but yeah. then to steal like, anything in is just is the endless possibilities I'd say of that the, one? The, the strikers, you'd think they'd be building loads of confidence in training, wouldn't you? <laughs> Apparently not. I mean, you think they'd think of a flying in training scored ninety goals in training this week. Yeah, but you're also putting fear from them hitting the targets, yeah, yeah. which is a bit yeah. of a... I mean, it's all you have to do all of the time against this lot. I mean, it's so frustrating, I think. The the, fir- the thing about it is, like you see, you are waiting, but the longer you stay in the game, the more likely it is that you might nick something. And you're going to... You, as you go in, every, if you get to 60 minutes in nil nil, all of a sudden people are thinking, right, we're in the game here. You keep ten, you keep eleven men on the pitch. He wants to make the change. I know one nil down, but he wants to bring on Luar and, and Fletcher. Um, and obviously Clark Salter gets sent off. He was going to come off, and you know he, he gave the ball away in that period. Like in that situation, he did it three times, yeah, yeah. and then the third time, he's you know, and you'd see. It's not that sim- sympathy. You know, it's in short supply to be honest for for the the group of players. But sometimes in isolation, you look at certain things and and think about it logically. And you look at Clark Salter then you see how distraught he is going off because he knows what he's done, mm. and he knows it's cost. He knows he's cost the team, and he knows the the magnitude of that decision he's made in that game because he's probably thinking that's it. We've lost the game. It's my fault. You know, you look at Corner first half. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, he was. And then in the second half. He's gone to sleep twice, you know, and I wonder with him sometimes you think psychologically that move to Everton breaking down, you know, he must be thinking, what am I, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? We lost, like, we lost know. all shape the second half. But you, again, I, I was talking, it's been a long time, I think, since we went in at half time, nil nil. We've always, yeah. It's always been two one nil, nil down, two nil down, yeah. Yeah, they, they'll we'll concede right before half time. But we go in at, going at half time, as you say, you, you come and you're thinking, do you know what? It was quite even. Yeah, it was I, even. I thought they were a little bit stronger, a little bit more quality, but it was even. And then, and then we said, <laughs> and he really got to me seat virtually, and just sat. And then we thought, here we go, and we concede. And then after that, it just becomes. There's for me, all of a sudden, they just lose all <laughs> how to play football. There's just there's no shape. We've got Coney running out of holes. We've got balls coming in, and every it's just complete chaos. And they you just can't, completely you can't blame the atmosphere and and ah. the. Now, I've always said, look, I can't help. When the ground's half empty, the motivation and enthusiasm has been beaten out of fans over a long period of time, slowly. Um, death by a thousand cuts and all that. I can't help, but a professional footballer can't 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 blame that on the inability to head a ball clear, no. or track a man, no, 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 or show for the ball. For, for me, you just. You, what were you talking before? Were you on about 
there's no there's no protest. It's not as though people are walking out. It's not as though there's people throwing scarves at uh, Chris, Chris Coleman or there's hell on around the ground and there's a real nasty atmosphere. There's none of that. It's sedate. It, uh, we're just we're just waiting for something good to happen. So there's been, been no nastiness. So they should be able to perform in that. I know it's difficult and they're having a you know, difficult time in terms of confidence and stuff. But for you to go one nil down, and it just happens week in week out, where we just we just give in. We just seem to give in. They just they just every bit of belief that they did have just gets absolutely drawn out of them. I know it's a little bit um, cliche, but one thing which really kind of I'm noticing at the minute. We're conceding these sloppy goals, and there's not an O'Shea. We can't them all turning around and tearing the strip off somebody, or trying to encourage, or trying to grab the hold of someone like Clark Sultan, trying to talk them through the game when he's obviously really struggling. Because it's like Gareth said, it wasn't an isolated incident no. for the for the red card. It you could say come the mile off, which is why Coleman want to get him off. And I just want to know like what Lee's thoughts on that is. Basically, they like, kind of if you were on the pitch and you were you were seeing your pro and you see a young lad like that struggling, like what would you have done to try and like help him through the game? Yeah, you, you do you. you... There's two ways, isn't it? Some some players like the arm round. Come on, unlock, keep, keep going, and you try to get them up. Or, or some perform better if you give them, you know, a right bollocking, you know. But don't know the lad personally. But as I said, he made a mistake, and then another mistake, and and then ultimately it, 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 it's cost it's cost us. It's cost us because he's been sent off. But, I mean, but it's a real stupid mistake. He gets caught on the ball and messing around. You just the free kick for, was the same for the goal. The stupid free kick. I mean, and it's also—it's not even in—it's a difficult to score from there. From that free kick's difficult. It's not mm. wide, you know. It's pretty much on the edge of the, um, you know, the D, the halfway yeah. line in the central. So he's—he's he's got to put a decent ball in there to, and it's gone wide as well. So if you defend the shoe, you follow the ball in, and just if it's dangerous, you just flick it for a corner mm. or a, a throw in. Just defend the ball, head the ball. That's all you have to do. Sometimes I don't understand why people get bogged down, like thinking, like like you're saying, you know, what are they overthinking it? Even you know, sometimes you just think like defend the ball. That's all you have, and like and just play, it, just keep it simple, play it safe. You know, obviously you can't have everybody jumping for the same ball, and but like it just feels as though there was two coming around the back. It wasn't just the scorer. Up there were, yeah, yeah. And it's you know. It, I mean, it's gone into a decent area. It's a good ball in, like, from that angle, with mm. the pace, the trajectory that he put, had on the ball. But it's defendable, and, like, they keep on... The second is it's a chip into the box, and he's, 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 gone, he's yeah. gone around the back. Yeah. Like, he, he's not exactly like that Callum Robinson. I mean, he's only, like, 5'11", 6 foot, you know, skinny lad, and he's... He should, he, there's nobody bullying him or anything. You just yeah. think that he's just gone wandering round and knocked it in. And... It's just sickening now, like you get, you know, every, every everything about it, like at the moment, it's an embarrassment. Like, so honestly, after the game, I thought I wouldn't be bothered if we forfeited the last eight games because it would be, in some respect, it would be less embarrassing. It'd be more dignified, wouldn't it? It would way? be because it, at the moment it is even, you know, off the pitch, you can't. We, obviously, you can't talk about certain aspects of it, but the but it's happened, mm. and everyone was talking about it before the game. What happened with Darren Gibson? Mm. Idiot! Like, what are you doing? Like, what are these people doing? Why? Why? Why is our football club infested with these morons? Him, you got Adam Johnson in the past, and then the people who cover up what he did, all that, and it's it all ref- the the G thing where he wasn't registered to play games. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Because Alvarez is the problem. Al- Alvarez, no, no, it's constant. Million, yeah. Like, I, I think Darren Gibson probably is a microcosm of everything which's been wrong with Sunderland's recruitment in the past. Well, going back five, six years now, 
because we're signing players. We obviously don't do any kind of background checks on them. To as you say, we can't talk about it because it's a, like a sensitive issue legally. But it's not the first time he's committed an offence of that nature, Darren yeah. Gibson. So and then he's got a questionable injury record. His contribution on the pitch, I know he's been one of our better players this season, but still been negligible. He's only really. played seven games. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm saying. And like you say, the club is just infested with these players, and we keep making the same mistakes time after time after time. And this is why, if the worst does happen and we end up in League One. People say, oh, well, that's going to be the absolute worst and we'll bottom out. I'm not sure it is because I cannot see this regime learning from the mistakes we've made in the past. I really can't. And well, this, and very... this is it. You, you, it is an infestation. It's not just the players. Like you say, the players embody you know, the, the football club because it's about the football at the end of the day. And it's the people on the pitch that, that people are bothered about. People, aren't, I've said it before, people aren't bothered about People aren't sitting in the stands discussing ooh, our you know, financial figures for the year or you know, how much money we've taken on the catering or whatever, you know, people aren't bothered about, people talk about it outside and money and all that, but the bottom line is we're there for the football and, you know, the, and it mustn't just be the players because the same mistakes keep getting made, so who is it? It's it's a constant thing through the club, it seems, as a theme of stupidity because, you know, and, and we're the ones who have to deal with it, we're the ones who suffer because we pay, we go to the game, we see garbage. You know, hundred. You know, we've only won a hundred games in eleven seasons. The lowest in out of ninety-two teams, top four divisions, thirty-five mm. fewer than than anybody else. 30, so some. It's not even like someone's won one hundred and three and someone's one hundred and seven. So the next, we've won a hundred. The person, the team above us, has won one hundred and thirty-five games in that time. It's just. It's a third. It's an. It's another third. Like, and people wonder why people stop going, and people are sick, and people have had it, the crap beaten out nobody, of them for eleven years. Through, I, I can't believe any fan of any professional league club have been through this. What we're going through now. Do you know what? I, the I know, only thing I know that we Wol- spent ten years of that in the Premier League. Wolves as well, went down. Wolves and we went stayed down, up didn't for they? ten years from top division to bottom to bottom so, division consecutive seasons. Well, they didn't go to the bottom division. They went to League One. You mean? No, I'm going back. Oh, yeah, to years the 1980s, ago, nineteen seventy, nineteen seventy nine, was it? I think they finished bottom. Of, I think they finished bottom two consecutive seasons. We'll be the first team to do that since then. Yeah, they went, but they went down from the first all first division to the all fourth division. Port Wolves have done it again recently. Double relegations. Yeah. Portsmouth have went down. Bolton teams like that. Blackburn, um, Blackburn, Blackburn have just Blackburn, gone in the league yeah, one, haven't they? Um, I can't believe though that any. Well, I, in fact, I know. None of them have had it this bad, where it's literally you're losing every game, week after week at home, without putting up a fight. No fan of any club has put up with this. Well, which, no, no, maybe Co- I'd say Coventry, I would say, is the equivalent. But and then the worry is that there aren't many equivalents, and that one went into fourth division, and they 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 literally, as I said about Coventry, many times. They're the only team after being relegated from the top flight not to finish in the top six of any of the divisions that they've played in since, mm. and they keep going down. I mean, actually, I think it looks like they might get in the playoffs. So that'll be the they, since. They moved away. So from in twenty years, in twenty got, years, got kicked out of the ground. Yeah, 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 the Rio, yeah. When did they get relegated from the Premier League? It was two thousand and one, something like that. Certainly, the early two thousand. So in about seventeen years, this will be the first time they'll finish. I mean, they're only sixth in, in the third. I was looking at the day, the sixth in the fourth division. So and and I think the t- joint on points were linking. So I get the, it's not like nailed on that they're going to finish in the playoffs. Yeah. But if they do it this time, it'll be the first time they've finished in the in the playoffs 
in 17 years mm. after being relegated from the top flight and they're in the fourth division and they've been playing games at Northampton Town. They don't own the ground. I mean, fortunately, we own the ground. So, I mean, we're nev- hopefully never going to have to encounter that, but then that brings its own problems because we're having to shut tears because people are sick of going. Um, you know, because you know, we, we can't fill the ground. It's no surprise. We're, there shouldn't be any shame in not being able to fill the ground with the statistics that get churned out. No shame, people unsurprised here. There's no, there's no shame in shouldn't tear down. No, Do many other clubs have done it. They should net, you know, lead lots of other clubs. My view is they should net off a couple of the corners as well. I just think it should have brought the away fans down. That'll happen next season if we're down the, 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 I'll agree, they'll just make the, the ground as small as possible so there's yeah. actually some atmosphere. Well, I'd be all for that, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think there's any shame in that, personally. But it's, you know, it's it's shocking, you know, like where where we are and how we've got here. And it is the, like we say it every week, it's the you worst. You've got to do it, by the way, for the cup games. Yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst team in 128 years. <laughs> statistic but, fact. Oh. It's a statistical fact. You can't get away from it. I mean, people have opinions of whether they've seen worse players than the t- players in the team at the moment, and he was worse than him. And I saw, you know, these four goalkeepers playing one season. Someone pointed out, I can't name. Adam Thick is asking us actually on Twitter. Um, the only positive I found from weekend is that there's only one Saturday home game left. Mm. How many of this team would get in the worst eleven to play for the club? I'm not going to start throwing previous players under a bus or anything, and. And call on the mountain and stuff, but there will be quite a few of this well, one. The, would you say? Well, the, the goalkeeper. One to eleven. The goalkeepers might get in. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I honestly don't know because I, I, I guess in our time we've probably seen. We saw some bad ones, but we've seen some good teams in in the last thirty years. We have seen some good teams. Mm-hmm. You know, being promoted three, four times. Um, we've been in the Premier League for ten years. It's just people's opinion and who's worse and who's best and so far, but. Ultimately, it comes down to the when you look at the stats yeah. and you just think, this has been bloody awful. And unfortunately, these players are going to carry the can for that mm-hmm. in, in history and they'll be wrote down as probably the worst team, whether so, or not man uh, for man they are. Are they not having this discussion like, amongst them? I know you don't know, theoretically. Yeah. Uh, are they not having this discussion amongst themselves? Oh, I, I Where's a professional pride here? I, I believe so. I mean, I, I know from being in the ground that obviously Chris kept them in for a little while, you know, the home truths and all that sort of stuff, but. Does it really matter to some? It will matter to some, it will not matter to others. You know, some are on loan, some are you know, just happy just to get a game. So it becomes down to your, your, your personal pride, whether or not you fancy. But having seen what I've seen over the last few work, yeah, it's been few and far between where they've really getting one and they get stuck in and, I mean, well, and give it and give it. I mean, it I, think, I think it was Adam who mentioned it on Twitter as well, actually, to be fair. First 10 minutes of that game, Adam Matthews bottled two 50 50s. He did, he did, horrendous. And if you, if you do it, People are going to go, everyone's going to be up. He does the second one, everyone's up again. And then all of a sudden, everyone's lifted. Mm. If he puts that tackle in. Now, we didn't do bad in the first half, but it might. But this tackles, was... you know, the cliche at Sunderland, you know, people will cheer a tackle like the cheer a goal. And if he'd, if he'd mashed him, you know, but he bottled it. He did it twice. And you're like, and he's been decent this season. I mean, it was his worst game for a long time, Adam Matthews at the weekend. He was dreadful, but. This is it, Gareth. I think every single podcast I've certainly I've been on this season, we've been we've talked about moments rather than performances yeah. a lot, and that's the thing that's really really frustrating me this season. That it's like um, Lee like said there that like the players are going to have to carry the canvas, but they should because as I say it's their individual mistakes week in week out. There's cost us because I look at it and I don't think it's a coaching issue actually. I just think it's, it's like you said before, like basic things like following your man, and if a ball comes in, just like putting out for throwing. If everybody does the job. 
then, as I say, like there's a, there's a version of history with this team where if we just take a bit of responsibility, where we could have finished not comfortable mid-table, but certainly not in this mess. It's like I say, it's not necessarily the performances, even though they've been bad enough, but it's just week after week after week, players not taking any responsibility, and they just seem to just like almost wash their hands on the club. There's just no standards whatsoever throughout the club at all. He's let them go and have some time off, hasn't he? Is that right? They would do yeah, it. I, I tweeted uh, a picture of himself I mean, on the beach or something. Somewhere. I mean, you, there's pro. You, you can argue for. No, I don't mind. That, I'm, I'm not bothered about him going away. I'm just thinking, like, have a word. Is like, that a what are you doing? Like, if, why, why are you if, tweeting if, pictures of yourself the on the beach? Just saying, just get out of his sight, basically. Yeah, I think so. Go I think, he's, I think yeah. he is. I think he could probably strangle one or two of them. I think, he, you know, because he is old school, Chris. But but it's but but you cannot, and you just think, yeah, virtually get out. Leave them, just get out of the way. And as I suppose, again, what's happened to uh, Mr. Gibson as well? You know, yeah. I think the whole club is just under his. Just, oh, I, I cannot imagine what it's like sat there as a as a player, as a supporter, as a, as a player in in that dressing room to find out. It must be just bloody awful. So I think he's just gone get out of his sight. You know, let's have a few days away and then come back maybe a bit fresher. But you know, ultimately, I think the writing's very much on the wall. It is, and it must be difficult that because uh, Lee. Um Willing Gill has asked the question that somebody, I can't remember which one of you was, but one of you mentioned it earlier. You're almost tempted just to give up for the season and and he's saying, should we just accept relegation now and start preparation for League One? After Sunderland lost to Aston Villa, that was the first time that came in my head. Realistically, it's not going to happen because you're a professional sportsman, so you're not going to give up. You, you, know, you will never give up. You're going to try. But it must be at the back of Chris Coleman's mind where he's thinking... I wish one way or another we could just know what our fate is here because if we're gonna, if we were to get relegated within a couple of weeks, for example, he would want to do that, wouldn't he? Put all the young kids in who's going to be here next year. It's, full, it's, it's already all all the young kids are already in. Yeah, it's no, full know, of kids. No, I the know team's that, what, what I mean is in. just get rid of, just don't play any of the players here uh, on loan. But then you know, I mean, to I'm be sure, fair, go on, I think I'm, I'm I'm sure some of them players are wishing the season away now. Yeah, you know, I, really, I felt they'll, they'll be like, I can't wait till this season finishes. I'll get gone, I'll move, and then I'll get out of this place. I'm sure there'll be a handful of them players who just want the season finished, which just is, which we're seeing out on the pitch anyway. Yeah, they just, you know, they'll try so hard, and then we'll go down, and it's like I haven't got the fight to to, to even put up a fight. I feel like you should. You just you wish what? you could. You just wish you could shame them. All, you shouldn't. You, you shouldn't like, have. You, know, you, you, you wish there was something you could do to to make them realise that you know they're, they're a bunch of cowards. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have people like Azaria in a sorrow. Leading the charge. Hmm. How many games has Ajaria played? He's got better every week, by the way. For he was playing. terrific first off. He was yeah, excellent. He was, he was and he, he uses a ball. He wants the ball all the time. He's trying to make something happen. A sorrow. You know, I watched after the second goal. I watched them walk back, and those two looked devastated. Hmm. A sorrow put his shirt up over his head when he was walking back, and he he must be thinking like, help us out. Like uh, I'm a I'm a kid, and like. Yeah. And he roasted two people down the down the right side after we went two 0 down. You know he keeps going, he keeps plodding away and trying. Ajaria, when he went off, he got a round of applause. To be fair mm-hmm. to him, because he deserved it. You know, and he, you know why are they, they shouldn't be the ones. Ajaria shouldn't be setting an example as, as an eighteen, nineteen year old lad coming here five professional games, six professional games, wherever he's played in a massive stadium like that in a team full of experienced professionals who've had far. Far more football than him, you know. He shouldn't be the one having to drag them through. It should be the other way around. I mean, he'll go back. He'll go back to Liverpool, and you know, with uh, 
slightly bigger heart probably than than he came with because he you know he's shown it in the in the games he's played but the rest of them I mean even Madger was dire I mean to be fair I mean it's horrible to say but he was um, Honeyman was really poor I worry about him a bit because. It's harsh to say it because like he does work hard and he does have good games from time to time. I don't think he's a central midfielder at all. I think he's probably played his best football this season as a, as a wide player. And I think I worry about him in the, in League One just getting just lost in the mm. crap. Do you know what I mean? In yeah. the scraps I mean, and it's the hard because you've got Maggi, you're talking, talking to a lot. As a, as a young lad, he's, he's yeah. only played a couple he's of only few, if, all, yeah. a few under 23 games. And we're expecting them to produce yeah. week in, week out in a poor team. The same as George. As you say, you can see he's busy. You can see he's got a bit of heart. You can see he's... he's but again, when he gets it, he's looking up for options and, and there isn't any. I think it's very difficult to judge the, the lads who have come into the team virtually this year on how good or how bad they are because they're playing in a, a really, yeah. really poor team. I, I think this is maybe... I, I slightly disagree with what Garth was saying there about Honeyman because I think next season, come what, we, come what may, sorry, we need to have a team which just basically isn't a rabble because at the minute we've just got like a sprinkle of like young kids who were, as you say, expecting to step up to the plate and then the rest of it is freebies and loan signings. People who, like you said earlier... Arn's going to carry the can for this failure. This isn't going to stick. This is going to be like a little tiny blot on the copybook. But they're not going to take any individual personal responsibility for us because I don't think they've really got the stomach of a pride for it. So next season, I just hope that we can get players who are kind of like battle hardened, who are like who are capable of playing League One football in terms of the physical demands of it. We get a bit of pace and power in the team, and if we can be in a situation where George Honeyman and Sorrow are not for players we're relying on they're not going to be the star players if they can be squad players in that team then I think we might actually see the best out of Honeyman and players like that if if they're squad players but I do agree to a point where if they are players that we're relying on week in week out to step up and be accountable then I, I think we will get lost it's just it's just a mess really but how can you uh, and this is the thing this is the conversation I have all the time so we've got a squad of players who have on three and four year contracts when we go down we've still got to pay them so where do we get new players from? If there's no investment, we're still this here. I mean, who who's so Jones is out of contract, or Shea's out of contract. Um, I mean, the only surely the only two who are really Gibson. left on long to long termish deals are Corner. Corner, Catamol, Steel. That's probably it, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that was a point I was making there. In yeah. a very rambled sort of way. I mean, <laughs> but there's others. There's others we still got out on loan who we're paying for. Well, yeah, you'd, I think you, you, it looks like the, you know, those deals will, you know, come, I mean, they, you they'll know. probably provide the only bit of cash flow we'll have over summer if short's still here. I mean, it, the question is whether that if that's going to go back into the team, and people are suggesting that it, it, it will, but then people thought more would more from the Pickford money would go back in the team. Well, actually, none of that went back in the team. I mean, that is, people, you know, you talk about Corney going at that time or whatever, see he'd gone. I mean, as a supporter, it doesn't matter really because we wouldn't have seen any of the cash anyway to go back in the team, would we? I mean, I wouldn't have thought we would. Um, but you know, I was looking at it day. I mean, I remember the start of this season, it was like, don't really know a lot about the teams in the Championship. Obviously, know quite a lot of them who were in it. Um, and it was a bit of a learning experience. Um, and <laughs> League One, I mean, I... I haven't got a clue about who's in that division, what kind of football it is, the kind the kind of the players who are down there. And that's 
you know, we're going to be seeing players coming into the club. I mean, we'll, we've basically picked up a lot of players who we'll all have heard of because of being in the Premier League and not done well, or being around the Championship and not done well. And we've we've kind of like scraped off the, you know, the the bottom of the barrel and got the ones who we could get in. Next season, we're going to be. Sh- I mean, it worries me about. It's such a stark drop, scouting wise. We won't have been scouting players for that level, like for League One, will we? There's no chance we'll be keeping an eye on that last season. So how prepared are we going to be to find the Chris players Corbin in said that he's, division? He's preparing for all scenarios. Well, he, he might be preparing scenario. at all scenarios, but he hasn't had long to look at the players that he wants to bring in. He hasn't been looking at them for six months, has he? It's going to be, again, it's going to be, you know, I think that's the difficulty. They've got to manage again, and it, we're going to have a problem where we'll have the biggest ground in that division. We'll prob- Now, I think, as well, in the Championship... There's loads of big t- big teams and big stadiums, and I bet you two thirds of the championship have been in the Premier League at some point. In League One, that's not going to be the case. No. So we're gonna we will be a scalp, regardless Red regardless Red how good we are. We'll be the team yeah. that everyone wants to beat and yeah. come to the stadium. It'll be a bit like Rangers, and a bit like Rangers and Celtic in Scotland. Yeah. That's what kind of scenario. Yeah, and. You know that's not being like or big headed about something. It's just a, it, it will be players will be like think, let's go there and <laughs> some players have never played in this stadium the size of no. the stadium like ever in their lives. They're coming up. You, you get some well. raw raw talent as well. It, it works both ways. We'll be going down with some with some deadwood still 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 in, still in the uh, on the cards. And again, you drop down. You're talking about what you're looking for. League One is just a championship, but more physical. And as you as you drop down, it gets a bit more physical. The skill comes out of it. I haven't said that we can do hooky. They're passing the ball, in, but they're, they're 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 not the norm generally. So, Sunderland in League One should be able to attract decent they championship the players, can't they? Now, 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 now they're a big long. That's, that's what I'm saying. They're going to yeah. be a big League One. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, but I'm, I'm yeah, I'm ninety percent sure that we're going to go down. So I think we're going to be a big League One. So we'll be able to attract that sort of player. Yeah, real. Tough lads, maybe from the championship to drop down, maybe to think, you know, I'll get to Sunderland because it's the biggest club I've ever played for, and maybe then we can build. So you start, and that's up to Chris Cummins if he's still here, yeah, to generate that story, what we do to get people t- to come. But it's it's going to be tricky because you see, if if nobody's had a really look at what's going on down the lower leagues, you know, picking lads up who maybe in the conference and want to have a go and, and, and doing really well, and maybe leave. that's sort that's how you get people in who are on a lot of money and you can get them in just to say, look, come play for Sunderland. Because I'm sure, you know, there's people down League Two and Conference who, who would love to play for Sunderland. Jamie Vardy, Leicester, when they were down there. Well, there's some gems. There is. Yeah. They're out there, but somebody has that's to. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That we're not going to be look. We're not going to be looking <laughs> for them. We won't have been looking for them. That's the mm. thing. That that's that's the. It's such a stark fall. It's like we're not. You know, we're not going to be. Pre- we're not going to be prepared off the pitch to cope with being in that division, and mm. you know. I just want to have a season next season where we're not in the relegation battle and we're not getting battered every week and we're not being embarrassed. I'm not I'm not bothered what division we're in at this stage. I just don't want another. I don't want to, you know, just have a, my weekends ruined constantly. Like, I was thinking the first time on Sunday where I was really, like, it was starting to bother us, like, properly starting to bother us. Me too. I was just saying this to on the way over. Woke up on Sunday morning, I was still just like really just like pissed off basically about like what I witnessed on the Saturday because, like you say, it's just 
it's the equivalent of like a like a boxer who's like fighting against like yeah. a vastly superior opponent who's just getting pummeled every round, but he like keeps on like popping up. It's just the same. He's getting battered week after week after week, and it just it's like you say, it's exhausting. It it's, really it's, is it's the worst Rocky film ever because Rocky <laughs> never gets something with dog. We're just getting battered. No, That's no. The thing it is. It's just it's. It is sort of the Simpsons where yeah. Homer Simpson uh, yeah takes up boxing and he does that. Right. That's how he wins the fight. He just lets the opponent batter him. Yeah, we well, win. So, so, so what you're saying is we're going to like leave it till we're nearly mathematically down yeah. and just produce a best escape. That's what we did. That's what we did in the Premier League. You look at the you look at the fixtures that we've got left, and you know we've got Derby next, and then we you know we've got to, we've got to, at least we've got to play Norwich, Leeds, who were in bad form after the change in the manager, who got beat at home to Sheffield Wednesday. That knew, knew who we were linked with scored mm. twice. Um, <laughs> He's done all right, I think. Recently, he's been brought back into the team since January, and you think he's scored been a few linked goals. With yeah, to, that was uh, it, right? Um, and we've got who else? Burton Redding. and Reading. Who? I mean, Reading. You know, so you're looking at you look you look at the fixtures, but logically, we know. I think that's a real frustrating thing about it. There's no hope because I think the team reeks of relegation. And no, that's, we, we do we do it all. We're all fans. We look at the results and go, "That's a winnable. That's a winnable game." And you're just thinking, "Everyone, yeah, we've had raw red, raw red cards in the season." So all of a sudden, it just becomes futile. Even looking at it, you yeah. just think it's it's hard now. This is it. We're not even just looking at it, thinking like, "Oh, like if we'd been like amazing this season." We're looking and saying, "If we'd won two games out of our last ten. You Even look, if you'd won, would still be exactly. In the mix. If yeah, if you won one, you looked at the fixtures and you're thinking, oh, brilliant! Like we can get points here, there, and everywhere. But now you look and say, yeah, we haven't won in ten. What's the point? Like, because I mean, yeah, like, like you say, we're going to have to produce like an absolute miraculous run of form. Now we're going to have to double our tally of wins, aren't we? Essentially, like, the, the question, the question being asked, we'll find, we? which we should, we should really, because people will, there will be people. I mean, I think the vast majority of Southern fans are speaking, they were, you know, still behind Chris Coleman and that, but some aren't happy, and some are suggesting. You know, we should have stuck with Grayson, and some are suggesting that you know, is there is there any difference really? I would argue, I think there is a difference. I think how stupid this might sound, I do think we're more organised under Chris Coleman. I think do think we've got a plan about what we want to do and how we want to play. Um, it's just we can't execute it because we switch off. There's no concentration. Whereas it was all a bit. Yeah, but that's not either. I thought, uh, yeah, majority of yeah, and I felt time. as though with with Grayson, it was all a little bit ramshackle, and he he wanted to play a certain way. With a bunch of players who weren't, he knew weren't capable of playing the way he wanted to play. Um, he even said himself, "We've got a team of ball players. He didn't want ball players. He wanted second ball winners, and 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 people who can flick it." I mean, the real frustrating thing is that you know J- James Vaughan, you know, as much of a prat he is, you know, go down. He scored twenty five goals for Bury, you know, and then we go we we go down. He's probably going to go up with Wigan. You now, if we had James Vaughan next season. You know, whatever person who's scored twenty odd goals at that level, we know, we know we've got that person. Mm. And now we're gonna to have to go and find one of them, some somewhere. You know, you're gonna be looking at teams who go up, who maybe look at strikers who are surplus to requirements, things like that. And the teams that have gone up, that like you're saying, Lee, that's probably the kind of players we're gonna to have to look for mm. because we're gonna to have to try and get out of that division as quick as we possibly can. And Chris has got the charisma to 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 generate interest down there. I'm, I'm sure there's. No. He will be able to sell some football club to some 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 players who maybe and playing have, for have him an as offer. well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they might get an offer to play on a, a half decent championship side, but then think, do you know what? I will go with Chris Coleman in League One because I can see the vision. I can see what's going to happen, and it's with Sunderland. And that's what Chris's job's going to have to be next in the pre-season is is to try and bring some again. 
some of us are not even going to know who they are. I mean, right. that's what's going to be. It's not like you know we were looking at some top internationals three, four years ago, and now we'll, we'll, we'll be looking down. Let's be fair as well. We've signed some foreign footballers who nobody will have known anything about over the last few years who've been trash, like people like Scott Moore and you know all that kind of thing. So we've we've had them, we've had them here, but it's more glamorous in it when they come. From abroad, from Argentina, or I think that what we were saying before about Chris Coleman, though, about he's going to have to essentially sell the club to Putin in the summer. I think that's part of the problem. I think he's he's had to take everything. He's had to be the voice of a football club. It's not fair on him. He's had to carry the can for everything. Like not only like managing and coaching, he's had to basically be an ambassador for a club. And as I say, I just don't think it's fair on him to take all of this on board like at once. At least you do think now. Whatever happens, is I think he's acknowledging himself that his stock certainly hasn't risen because he's not covering them. Self uh, in any glory, which I don't mean that to sound harsh. I just, you know, he he he's he's saying himself that he's. He th- I think he thought he would do better than he is. So I do think we he'll be next year. And and one encouraging thing is that, and it's something we touched on the show on Thursday. Gone. Look at the last time we were relegated to the old third division, um, the one and only time, of course. And looking at what crowds were as we went down, ten, eleven thousand. The start of the next season, 16,000, 17,000. So the summer break can have a positive influence. And what we do know about Sunderland fans is if we start the season well, we're jumping the jumping, <laughs> jumping forward a little bit here. But what I'm trying to say is if you do build up momentum, people will turn well, I think, up. And also I think as well, and, and that, that, it'll that, be that level, that's going to be hard to stop, yeah. which is a positive momentum Chris Coleman talks about at a club this size. Suddenly, you mentioned earlier, Gareth said we're going to be a scalp, and you said he... You know, he should be able to attract players late because of it's Sunderland and it's Chris Coleman. So if you do start get wins at home, importantly, and you suddenly get twenty five, twenty six thousand there, League One clubs don't see that and haven't really seen that. Mm-hmm. Not for get, a long time. You do anyway. you do see often teams who, who come up you know, a lot of them do quite well once they once they go up, you know, that once they get in the champion. I mean look at Millwall this season. I mean, I've seen them. Look, yeah, I mean I've seen them a few like well, twice Millwall this season look poor. Three points off the playoffs. How's that happened? I think Bolton's um, a decent case study to use for Sunderland because they've had all sorts of problems off the pitch, transfer embargoes, etc., etc., and they managed to bounce back at the first time of asking. So as I say, I'm not saying that just because they did, we are going to necessarily. They've done remarkably, remarkably, mm. but that's because, like Stephen was saying, they've got a little bit of momentum behind them. They had a shocking start of the season as well. They have, but I think I think the, problem, the thing with Bolton is they have the right characters there. They might not be yeah. even most talented footballers. I mean, me and Stephen were down Bolton, and like, we both said like the worst team we've seen this season by a country mile, and they may as well started like time wasting in the warm up all that bad. But they had the togetherness and the team spirit, and I just said to Stephen at the game, I said, imagine if we tried to see a game out from the 65th minute, one nil up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're incapable of doing it. Yeah, I mean, did uh, did anyone see the Bolton game of the weekend? I don't mm-hmm. know because it will beat Villa, didn't they? But did Kershaw play? Do you know? No idea. Just curious. Who played? Mm. Don't know. But just uh, yeah, didn't want to yeah, pour water on the flames that we're talking about. <laughs> you know, this is what we were talking about this time last year. We'll go down. Mm-hmm. You're win right. a few yeah. games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll have the momentum. Yeah. And and I, obviously I, I was an advocate of this because I just thought staying in no. the division at all costs and oh, because cause that we one, never our, that. our momentum has been well it's, it's been stagnated virtually for, for the last three three four years and you know, the hundred that's the hundred it, Lee, we, we st- and that's what makes the budget thing frustrating because we started the season that derby game we played all right decent right? and then we went to Norwich and, and we we won there 
and we drew with Sheffield Wednesday. Had keep an error, and we were yeah. going over all stuff here, but had they put five million quid of that Jordan Pickford money back in the team, mm. we wouldn't be having this conversation now. Mm. And hopefully that's a le- the lesson. But maybe would have. Maybe would I can't see anybody's building. The but maybe would have tried to spread that too thin, and then bought a load of mm. James Vaughan's and Jason Steele's. It's. But you got to, and this is where I think people get misunderstood. It's also we'll buy him for two million, and another one for you know five million. So it's in the wages, and yeah. I think, and that's what the embargo was on. Really, we can't afford to give another guy a three or four year contract on thirty grand a week, yeah, because that just that's that's tying the club even further down. I mean, that, that's a, we stuck with Jason Steele for four years now. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't play. They'll take a loss on him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go on administration. Yeah. Who yeah. was selling to for? I wouldn't play him in League One. Like I mean, I think he's. Fin- I mean, he, he can't play for Sunderland ever again now, can he? After all he did the other week, he's just been horrendous. I mean, from the very, very first moment that game against that game Celtic. against Celtic, dear me, I think he was at fault for four goals. I've, I've never one, seen, and then one, and then the other one was a penalty. Mm. I've never seen the keeper so riddled with self doubt as Jason Steele. I mean, you see at times on the pitch he concedes a goal, you can tell he's like almost in tears. I think he's just that fragile, like he can't play again. I can't not he can't play for us again. I mean Reuter makes Reuter look like Pete Schmeichel, you know, like to be fair. I mean Reuter is taking some stick, but as far as championship goalkeepers go, he looks about the level. Mm. Like for the vast majority, I would say Reuter to be fair. And if we had him next season in goal I'd I'd be alright. He's made a glass as well, I think. Uh, well, he's had that he had a shoulder problem, didn't he? Now he's had a his finger problem. But, <laughs> so yeah, I mean obviously he won't be back. Obviously, Gibson won't be back now. Um, I mean, the Wallawar came out at the weekend, but you know he's got to play now. He, he's got to play. At least McNair's got a chance to get. Well, I mean, something. yeah, McNair obviously will probably get injured, or go away, won't he? And get injured. You wouldn't be surprised. But would I you? think I think we're, we're so desperate to play him because we look better when yeah. he's in. I think it's a bit of a pusher. You're ready, and I think he's desperate to play. And I think every time he could probably do another two or three weeks out. Just to get him absolutely, you know, a couple the of games. Break's help yeah, that. yeah. So, but he's going with Ireland. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'll probably end up training. Why, just, why don't, don't, why don't they just clear. say, like, come on, like, you're playing friendlies. We need, we need him at the moment more than you do. Like, he's going to pull a hammy, isn't he? He's going to put his groin again, groin. playing for Northern yeah. Ireland. In their friendly, in their meaningless friendly. We'll, we'll call it a night because we've, we've, well, we've got the things to promote. We've over you, Mickey, um, tomorrow night. Yeah, the um, Peacock um, open meeting for the Red and White Army supporters group. Um, there's no physical ticket required, but you do have to go online and register. So if you look on the Red and White Army social media channels, you'll find out how to register and get involved. Uh, RedandwhiteArmy.co.uk. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and um, yeah, basically we're having a the Red and White Army group. Obviously, not me personally. Having a, like having a meeting with uh, Martin Bain on the fourth of April. And obviously, as a inclusive and democratic group, democratic group, and um, what we're hoping to do, obviously, is to set the agenda for that. And um, everyone's opinion is really valuable, and we'll be taking the consideration. So, if you want your voice heard, then get yourself on the peacock tomorrow night for yeah. seven o'clock. And if you can't make it, don't have a moan about it. Don't have a moan about what the group's doing. If you're local in the area, and you but don't if you can it. make it, and you decide not to go. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Obviously, because I'm not sure I can be there, but I'm, what I'm not going to do, if I can't make it, is complain about 
any actions or anything that's been decided when I'm not there because I live in Sunderland. So if you can't get there, do it. Plug the live show. Yeah, it's all happening. It's just the Peacock's basically now the hub. <laughs> I reckon it's down to me and you, Stephen, actually. So if there was gonna if, if Peacock here, I'm sure they'd thank us mm. in the spirit of the show. There's a lot of thanking at the start of the yeah, show. They do thank the nice to us. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so the Peacock again, 23rd of April, Monday night. Um, we're doing one of our live shows, which we haven't done in a while, um, over uh, over a year, and, and Lee's joining us, Stephen Elliott as well, so it should be a cracking night, tickets are a fiver, and you get them online at wisemensay.co.uk. We'll be down by then, so we're going to have a good yeah, game. Yeah, it'll be a relegation party, it'll be after the Burton game. I spoke with Stephen on uh, Saturday. It, yes, he said <laughs> you met you, yeah. And he was just as sad as us as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, it'll be a great night then, won't it? He was going to come tonight, but he trains at 7 o'clock, so we were, we were just starting a little bit late. So yeah, get your tickets for that, um, start some starting to move now um, and it's like five weeks today I think it is so if you're thinking about going get your tickets we'll be pushing it now because we, we've left it because we, we planned it well in advance but we'll start irritating people and saying go mm. and buy your tickets with that so keep an eye out easy to get the tickets you can also buy them in the pub by the way if you want to just go along there they've got them behind the bar fiver ticket um, and I was going to say something else so, yeah there's going to be some drinks offers on the night as well I believe so you can't don't blame that Monday night. Don't so blame anybody who's not After going. the Burton game where Chris Brown will be joining us he at the Peacock be. as Chris well. Brown beforehand. Rory um, said last week he was joining us, um, yeah, no, but no, he no. got it wrong, didn't he? Um, Out of control. I don't blame any fan who's not going to the game at the moment, by the way, but hats off to you who are um, sticking with it because it's, 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 it's hard to turn up and do it. Uh, I said no fan of any of the freezing as well. No fan over the bridge and the <laughs> snow sideways like snow and ice. <laughs> no fan yeah. of any other club has been through what we go through week by week. It's like a recurring nightmare you can't wake up from, and it's no exaggeration to say that no other fan has gone through it. And just remember it when you go there. Just remember it and and pat yourself on the back um, for for being a good fan because. Nobody's been through it, and all the, the wider media and the other fans who think it's fun to just um, look and mock us, go fuck yourself. Thank you for listening. <laughs>